The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Young actor Paul Walter Hauser has had scene-stealing performances as Sean Eckhart in I, Tanya, even before Clint Eastwood selected him in the 2019 film to play the title role in Richard Jewell, which earned him the National Board of Review Award for Breakthrough Performance. His other credits include Spike Lee's Black Klansman and The Five Bloods, along with Cobra Kai, where he plays Stingray, and now as suspected serial killer Larry Hall in the miniseries Blackbird. I've got Paul Walter Hauser on the line right now in Los Angeles. Paul, welcome, buddy, and first of all, congratulations on being arguably the busiest actor in Hollywood. Cool, huh? Thanks, man. Jim, you have a nice, cozy voice. I'm used to these disc jockey voices where they say, Hey, welcome to the morning show. We got Paul Walter Hauser here. This guy is a real cut-up. Maybe you've seen him as Stingray Cobra Kai, but now he's going serious, going very dark on us, playing a serial killer in the hit show Blackbird. Paul, welcome to the show. That's kind of the usual. I know. I feel like I'm sitting fireside with a with a cup of tea, man. I I, hey, it. I appreciate that. You're so stunning in Blackbird on Apple TV Plus, and the chemistry between you and Taryn is undeniable. Is that something you had to work at, or did you guys just it, you just kind of arrive that way? Um, Taryn Edgerton and I we we had some downtime before the shoot where he and I. Um, we just socialized. We watched the movies together. We talked about our families. We we had some some adult beverages. It was very much us kind of bonding before the process, and then and then in going into the process, we just had very good communication. We we wanted the same thing. We just wanted to get to the truth and tell a great story, and uh, and I think we. We pulled it off. I think we had some good chemistry, but a lot of that chemistry, anytime I have good chemistry with another actor, it, it usually has much to do with the off-camera relationship. Did you get to spend much time with Greg Kinnear or the late Ray Liotta, because it's such a great cast? Um, Greg Kinnear I got to spend a lot of time with. We've become pretty good friends. Uh, I'm actually hosting his SAG after a career retrospective I'm so excited to uh, nice. chat with him for like 90 minutes and talk about his career. That'll be cool. But yeah, Ray, Ray Liotta, I got to meet for one day on set. We, uh, he, he said that I made him laugh, gave me a hug, and gave me his phone number. And he was just telling me, after this is all over, when you come to L.A., let's uh, get a bite to eat. I want you to meet my girlfriend. And I was like, all right. Oh, man. It was so solicitous and sweet, you know? Some of these, some of these veteran actors I've met, sometimes they... They seem a bit standoffish, but uh, guys like him and Ed Harris, uh, some of the legends I've gotten to work with, they've been really sweet to me. I think I first saw you on shows like It's Always Sunny and Key and Peele. So was comedy kind of your way into all of this? Comedy was definitely the entry point. I, I did stand-up comedy for over a decade. Yeah. I studied a little bit at the Improv Olympic Theater in L.A. Or, I'm sorry. The uh, Improv Olympic Theater in Chicago, the Upright Citizens Brigade, UCB in Los Angeles, and that was my entry point. But, you know, if you ask me who my favorite actors are, I, I'm not going to say 
Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell, I'm probably going to say people like Phil Schumer Hoffman, Daniel Day-Lewis, Kristen Bale, Robert Duvall, Nicholas Cage. Those are those are my guys, you know. And uh, and I've been really lucky to get to play some dramatic roles, which there was no guarantee of. I usually could have been the best friend on a sitcom for ten years. Yeah, you've you can definitely go dark. I mean, your portrayal of Sean Eckhart uh, in I Tanya was so good, and it's don't you think that story? It's hard to believe that it's actually true. I mean, when it was happening at the time, I thought what. It's one of those wild, funny American stories, you know. Everybody wants the American dream. Some are, are content with what version they have, and others try to manufacture what they what they want in 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 wayward uh, execution. And that that is one of those great American idiot stories. And you know, I, I I don't know I don't know what the full truth is. You know, we kind of explore multiple vantage points right. in that story. But I will say, uh, when I met Tanya Harding at the premiere in Los Angeles, she, I said to her, I go, was, was he really like that? Is that accurate? And she goes, not only was it accurate, she goes, Paul, you know how weird it is that I had only met Sean four to five times in my life. And here he is, literally the downfall of my career and my, my personal life. Yeah. This guy, she goes, imagine someone you barely know ruining your entire life. And it was a very profound moment of me having to go, wow, if that's true, that's pretty crazy. When I saw you portray Richard Jewell, how was it that Clint Eastwood came to you, decided to cast you, because it was such a brilliant job? Thanks, man. I I love that movie. And and that might have been my best shooting experience of any film or TV project. Um, That was really special. Uh, I think Jonah Hill was attached with DiCaprio, and that was kind of uh, the splashy version of the film. And then when Eastwood took over, he kind of made a blank slate and said, who looks the most like Richard, who embodies some of those traits? And he he thought I was the guy for the job. So I I didn't have to audition. Clint just psychotically... That Paul's the guy, <laughs> and I and I I just chose to trust Clint and trust God and hope that it was a real thing because it's pretty surreal to get that phone call. Yeah, uh, I don't care where you're at in your career. I think if I think if somebody like Michael Shannon was called or uh, somebody like Viola Davis, hey, Clint Eastwood wants me to start in his film. I think even those types of folks who are much more famous than me and celebrated, I think they would be stunned at the opportunity. So imagine me, a young character actor, getting that phone call. It was crazy. Do you go nuts after the call and out-of-body experience? I mean, how did you deal with that? Um, Much of those experiences, much of those experiences have to do with with not going crazy. Much of it has to do with um, walking into it and going, I believe that I have been called to do this particular thing at this particular moment. That sort of mental fortitude and confidence becomes really crucial. Um, Because it's easy to psych yourself out and feel insecure 
and uh, and have imposter syndrome. You know what I mean? I I totally get that. And by the way, your role in Blackbird, you can just see the fearlessness. You really went for it. And by that, I mean, I have the feeling that you kind of went off book a little bit in certain scenes with a lot of really crucial improvising. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't improvise heavily, but I will say there's there are bits and pieces of things, little things too. You know, there's a there's just a moment where, and a lot of these things don't always matter, but there's a moment where I'm in the library in prison with, with Taryn, and I'm getting up to leave because I, I have to do some janitorial work, and I just stop and I say to Taryn on, as I exit, I go, um, can you put a bookmark in that book for me? Because there's a book in front of me. It's, it's, it's all these tiny textured things that I just, seem to be human and realistic. It's uh-huh. not like I helped the story by saying that line. It's that it feels like something that would literally happen. Much of my improvisation is about uh, the reality of the situation, and then sometimes it'll add texture or nuance or humor, and uh, and that's, that's when the editor gets to have fun and try to find those things. Before I let you go, Paul, um, you're from Michigan. I'm from Wisconsin, so, and I hear that you're a Green Bay Packer fan. How does that happen? Happens by way of indoctrination, my friend. We had a we had a we had a school teacher, an educator who worked with my parents, and he uh, he basically pulled us into our love of the Green Bay Packers. He was a Green Bay fan, and I think we we got on the Green Bay train around '95, and it was pretty good timing. Been a ever since. I've gotten to meet and work with Aaron Rodgers on a, a comedy sketch for. The ESPY Awards. So I re- yeah, I remember that. It's been a very full circle moment for me getting to meet and hang out with that guy. Well, Paul Walter Hauser, the busiest actor in Hollywood, now in Blackbird, streaming on Apple TV+. Paul, so great to talk to you. I really enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks, man. Take care. And I love that Paul is just a humble Midwest kid who made it big in acting, and now he is in a position where roles are coming to him. Well, that finishes off this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.